Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I want to talk to you today about a subject of which I knew almost nothing about 40 years ago. Yes, I can say that quite positively. We are here doing these podcasts with the deep desire to encourage you to encourage you as you walk as a woman, a wife, a mother, a homemaker, a woman as you walk with God or walk looking for God and finding God. We want to encourage you by letting you know that the suffering and pain that we see all around us is in a different proportion to those of us who follow Christ and allow Christ to hold that pain for us and with us and allow him to show us how to do that. Well, 40 years ago, I met a blonde bombshell. (laughs) She did not like when I said that, but she was as blonde as a blonde could ever be blonde. And you know what they say about blondes? They're sort of... There's this reputation, you know, blondes. What do they say about blondes? Yeah, maybe they're not. They have more fun. Yes, blondes have more fun. But I think they often imply blondes have more fun because they're not as bright. Well, this blonde was brilliant. And I used to poke at her by saying, don't let you, don't let yourself think that I'm dissuaded about your brilliance because you're fluffing your blonde curls in front of me. And she would laugh so hard because she knew, too, how beautiful she was. She came into my life in the way blondes often come into our lives, unexpectedly. She joined a group that I had been a part of for a short time. It was a new group, and she stayed in that group for 40 years, as the rest of us have. You've heard me speak of Chaber. But the thing that this woman brought, this woman, her name was Sandy, was the gift of grace. She lived grace. She spoke grace. She acted grace. And the passage in 1 Peter, chapter 3, which is often referred to about how a woman should live, and loud, talkative women's, you know, often have trouble with it, like, well, that's not for all of us. That can't be for all of us. Until we figure out what the, what the phrase is really saying. And it's the first book of Peter, chapter 3, and the phrase is quite, it's a verse. Do not adorn yourself outwardly by braiding your hair and by wearing gold ornaments or fine clothing. Rather, let your adornment be the inner self with a lasting beauty, parenthesis, blonde beauty, 
of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. Now, I have to tell you that as a young woman, I read that and I thought I shouldn't wear jewelry. And I shouldn't, even if it was buying it on sale, buy an expensive shirt. And, and then I began to recognize that, or no, no, I think that was my first phase. My second phase was that I wasn't quiet. I mean, like, I talk a lot. I forgot that God had given me the gift of teaching and preaching. So, of course, I would talk a lot. Did that have anything to do with the actual phrase, which was the beauty, beauty. And beauty is perfectly placed there because he's talking about outer garments of beauty. And the implication is there is outer garments and inner adornments. Both are beauty. Both are beauty. So can you get outward beauty? Yeah, buy an expensive dress, buy some more gold, get a facelift, dye your hair, color your hair, play, paint your nails. You can do all of that. There's nothing wrong with any of that. There might be something wrong if that's all they wear. Because what the scripture clearly reminds us, that the lasting beauty, the lasting beauty, you see, when you talk about beauty, can it be found in gold? Can it be found in your hair or your nails or your face or your clothes? None of that is lasting. The lasting beauty is what is the gentle and quiet spirit in the inner self. And I, I don't know how long I struggled with that. I, I don't know how long. It was this friend, however, who, who, who put it all into perspective. So in some ways, this is my personal tribute to my friend who died just now, some days ago. She said she had been born under a yellow umbrella, and she had. She had. I never see yellow without thinking of her, and in my notes today, I have highlighted she had been born under a yellow umbrella in yellow. She was such a beautiful blend. She could make you laugh on the spot. She had a sense of humor and zingers. Zingers. She had zingers. More zingers came out of that beautiful mouth of hers than one could even imagine. I used to call her the queen of cheap shots. And, and yet her cheap shots were just full of laughter and merriment and caused whoever she gave a cheap shot to, including myself. And of course, I was a great foil for her because her cheap shots were always funny and I'm never funny. I, you could sense her care and love in them. You could sense her care and love of them. It was this thing within her called grace that allowed her to be a beautifier. So I'm not rewriting the scriptures. Please do not misunderstand me. But when I read this verse with the lasting beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, and I think of what is the beautifier well, we've listed these outward things, haven't we? Clothes and jewelry and makeup and nails. They are beautifiers. But what is the lasting beautifier? It is not our natural beauty. I'm in the years of life where I can tell you that our natural beauty 
is slipping and sliding and sloshing all over the place. What is the lasting? That is the key word. Lasting beauty. That is grace. That is grace. I remember thinking, how could she love all those people? Some of those people are really, really complicated and difficult. But she did. She loved deeply. She came from a very broad family, a very complicated family, um, a close family. I don't know how many there were there, 40 or 50 people in her family. But she loved them all. She loved them all. And I knew she loved them all because we prayed together for them all. I remember her saying once, believing in God is some of the best things about being friends. What was common, what was common to us, the best thing that was common to us was believing in Christ. She beautified because she was enduring. She did not cut bait and run. And she had some places in her life that cutting bait and running would have been an easy way out. But she didn't. She never did. She didn't. She had the lasting beauty, the grace that allowed her to endure. And she brought beauty by her presence. Now, she brought beauty, and I... I've heard people say through the years, I can tell you a great true story about her and me, beautiful blonde that she was. I do the best I can with what I have, but God did not give me beautiful face and beautiful, beautiful. I know that. It's okay. He did give her some beautiful physical beauty, but you know, that doesn't last. But I can remember when we were new friends going out. On more than one occasion this happened, maybe two or three times, and finally the last time I thought, they're not looking at you, Donna. I, I can remember saying, oh, I must, have, I must have cleaned up real good this morning because I think someone just, no. When she walked into a room, people did really look at her. Like, but I want you to know that I believe this totally. I knew her intimately. She never walked into a room and said, here I am. She always walked into a room and said, there you are. And that beautified everything. It beautified her and it beautified the circumstances. She loved beauty and color. Color was her hallmark. Orange purses and pink sweaters and all sorts of colors. She was an artist. Um, artist, artist, an artist who painted and sold her work, an artist, if you have one of her paintings, you will be glad to own it. Acceptance was her calling card. There's a marvelous prayer written now about 100 years ago, a little longer than that, maybe 125 years ago, and it's called the Serenity Prayer. And it starts with a line that says, accept what you cannot change. Accept what you cannot change. Acceptance is a hallmark of grace. And it was her calling card. Her depth of acceptance had no limits. It was demonstrated by her grace. Not just amazing grace and it's a beautiful song. 
not enduring grace, not sustaining grace, but grace that was her hallmark, her signature, her calling car. In the depths of despair, she called on her friend Grace. In the height of her extravagant love, she felt grace. She extended grace. She taught grace. The day after she died, a young woman called me. A young woman who had been a part of some work that Sandy and I did together as older women. This woman said to me, Sandy was the one woman she wished had been her mother. I don't know, there's something about that compliment that goes very deep, like mothers are so important to us. And those of us who had mothers who had struggled being mothers um, understand how deeply um, this young woman felt about the grace that Sandy lives, the grace that she lived. And I was graced to be called her friend. So grace... When you look to measuring beauty, when you look to adorning yourself, when you look to walk into a room and present yourself as a woman of beauty, will you look to being a woman of grace? Because grace is the lasting beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is what God has called us to. I'm Donna Otto, this is Modern Homemakers, and I am here to remind you that the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make your search to live in grace be a lifetime adventure.